What's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Games On Dude, a Big Ten basketball podcast that may or may not have actually listened to its last episode. I'm Tommy Crimes. I am the sweet and wonderful Babar. I'm Chris. I assuredly did not listen to the last episode. I don't think yep. I did either. You guys were on it. The joke was that I wasn't on it and I didn't listen to it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't even listen to the full thing when I edit it, but... <laughs> I listened... I, I usually, when you guys do a show without me, I listen to it just so, like, I can keep up with the, like, lore of the show. Um, like, for example, if I am keeping kayfabe correct, I believe I've been coaching Michigan basketball for the past couple weeks. Unless yes. you came up with something new last week. Um, which is going great. Thank you. Last week, I think we just went with that you were you were missing and we didn't know and we were pretty concerned. Di- died on that tanker a while back. Yeah. I listen to the I, I usually listen to the show because when we get in a groove, I kind of black out and I don't really hear what I'm saying. Yeah. So I go back through, like, just convinced that I said something like horribly insensitive and just to so, make sure you don't get disbarred. Yeah, so I'm not like, you know, texting Chris frantically. You got to take the episode down, dude. <laughs> I said so many slurs. I can't believe I said COVID's fake again. <laughs> That's my third strike. Yeah, I'd love to explain to my to my bosses at work that like, "Hey, I've got to take a long lunch. I got to run home and edit this podcast because this guy <laughs> that I call by uh, a cartoon elf that said some slurs on a Big 10 basketball podcast." Honestly, we've all been um, there, and anyone who says they haven't is lying. So, yeah, they haven't heard the lost episodes. There that's was a joke. A time- There's no lost episodes where we said anything horrible. That's that's a joke. We're all good citizens. There was a moment that like has crystallized in the mind of a friend of mine where he came. Down- this was like right after we started doing the show too, and I was in the process of re-listening the episode in my car. Uh, then I went and picked him up. Um, and like, I turn my car off, I go in, like we do whatever. And then we come back out, turn the car on. Very first thing he hears is my voice over the radio of my car. And he's just like staring at me (laughs) and like, do you listen to yourself? I was like, yes, I do. Um, yeah, every night I just record three hours of my own voice. (laughs) I do my own just to tide myself over. I do. You gotta watch the own, watch the tape and get better. I do my own ASMR videos. Oh, I thought you might just record directions for yourself on cassette tape, like that episode <laughs> of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." <laughs> God, I'm so glad to be back podcasting, where all I have to do to make people laugh is reference something that significantly funnier people already created. It's so good. <laughs> do you guys remember this funny thing? Yeah. Um, that's like comedy is these days. Yeah. Yep. Repeating a funnier thing in a different voice or cadence. Yep. That's so true. Hey, dog, remember this? Bam. It's also saying things like we're so back at it at appropriate times. Um, anyway, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for steering the ship of state while I was off running circles around the Holt man. Um, <laughs> would you... Uh, <laughs> I have a loaded question to ask. Would either of you care to discuss some Big Ten basketball? Do I do I get to say no? Like, can we just change I, the topic of the podcast? So I actually, like, I was so out of the rhythm that when you texted to ask if we were recording tonight, 
I like sort of was like, fuck, I forgot. And I texted my girlfriend to remind her. <laughs> and I was like, sort of, I, I guess I came across as not being that excited. And she was like, hey, this is a thing you enjoy doing with your friends. I was like, yeah, but like, talk about Big Ten basketball. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's getting rough out there. <laughs> this is it's, The worst thing is that we decided to do this. I mean, like, th- this we, is where the true freaks are made. That's true. Yeah. We're it in is, a prison of our own construction. It is frankly astonishing um, that this season, the conference is worse than I think any of us could have even like imagined. It like is. last year when we were doing bits about how bad the conference was, it was like, mm, like it was like we weren't gonna win anything, but we got right. we got a lot of teams in a tournament. Like some of those mid to lower level teams were like pretty good. I mean, like yeah, the whole the whole point was not that the whole point was that the Big Ten's product was not conducive yeah. to postseason success, and so. Like it's sloppy, it's gross, it's not real basketball. But the team still like won enough games to maintain respectability among the national, like the entire sport. And now they're not even doing that. It's yeah. The conference has essentially evolved into that Wojak meme where he's like looks like he's been up for three days and he has the stocking cap and the cigarette. Like yes. that's the Big Ten. Actually, yep. that's us. That's <laughs> oh, oh. Just anyway, my, try and get my hood up here over my giant ass headphones. Not to get through this, to get through this, I think. Uh, hmm. Ooh, that's a that's a crisp, cool Pabst blue ribbon, there, folks. Nice, very strong. Because I am a self parody. I'm a 36 year old white man doing a podcast and drinking PBR because I chose to. The jokes write themselves, folks. I was going to say, it could be worse. The podcast could be about Animal Collective. So. I literally just, so I haven't uh, put my Don't focus on. Don't tell me on. that you, like, we're just listening to Animal Collective. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I just, I don't have my focus on. So uh, my iMessage just popped up and it was my girlfriend sending a text. Was that a beer? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's like the, the one, uh, the, the cover's been blown. Tweet. The uh, <laughs> the metal the Metal Gear Solid uh, exclamation <laughs> point. Really glad we got to the point where we're just like reading tweets we like on. Yeah, <laughs> another we're very seven important... minutes into well, the, the show. alternative <laughs> the alternative is we're about to have to fucking talk about Wisconsin. Well, we were talking about what comedy so, has become. Like a bedrock of modern comedy is just reading tweets that you laughed at to that's other true. people. That's true. All right, so yeah, let's let's get to it. Um, Wisconsin. Um, this this whole thing is going to be fun for me because it's like I'm sight reading the past week of the Big Ten. I didn't watch any games. <laughs> I didn't like look at the scores. They fucking lost to Penn State. What are yes, you doing? Sir, by did. fourteen? By yeah. four? By fourteen? Yes. By four. Four by four. It was by four. Oh, did oh. I put the score in wrong? It, yeah, yeah, eighty-seven, eighty-three in the BJC. Oh. You don't just yeah, walk okay. into the well, BJC uh, on a never cold mind. Tuesday night. That's a little. That's a little less jarring, but still, like, still caught caught lacking. 
That's yeah. I get, oh my like, god. Yeah, one or one hundred. You lost at Penn State. So yeah, at this Penn State, a year zero point five Penn State team, and then they beat Indiana. But who the fuck hasn't? Um, everyone's doing that these days. Yeah, it's, it's been going around. A, yeah, a casual a, a cool one point four points per possession for the old Badgers against <laughs> against the Hoosiers, while getting nothing from AJ Store either. Yeah, so. I don't know what to make. So fun time for all. My read on Wisconsin is there. People are trying to make this into a three horse race and we'll get to Illinois here in a minute. Not that I'm looking forward to talking about that, but I really do think that it's kind of a, it's, it's Purdue and Wisconsin for me until Illinois um, shows a little bit more cohesiveness. Uh, Losing at the losing at the Bryce Jordan Center obviously extremely frustrating. Um, I would like to go back and look at like and look, but I have to imagine that it's happened more often than you think that the team that has gone on to win the Big Ten uh, has lost at Penn State. I can think of a couple instances off the top of my head where it's happened before. Now I was going to say it's this has happened to better teams. Oh, for sure. Um, but it's. Uh, they obviously got the ship righted, uh, kind of at least offensively. Um, that has not been the problem for Wisconsin this year. They uh, an underrated part of their game against Indiana was they did not guard anybody, um, and not something that you're used to seeing out of Wisconsin. But uh, I don't know if it's going to be a it's going to be a death knell for them conference wise. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not great defensively. Like I'm looking at their Ken Palm profile, like they're they're ranked 11th overall because their offense is kind of a juggernaut, but they're only yeah. 50th in defense and when you think Wisconsin it you know, you'd probably think it to be the inverse. Um and you know, we'll see like I, that would be my fear when they play Purdue is can they match them, um, you know, blow for blow on offense? Like if it, if it becomes to just a, a a scoring scoring battle, I trust Purdue's defense a little bit more than I would trust Wisconsin's. Yeah. So the offense is uh, bizarrely fun to watch. It's still slow, but it's not. I think because it's so efficient, you don't notice how slow it is. A lot of times with Wisconsin, they were slow, and then the shot wouldn't go in <laughs> at the end of the and and then it's just like God damn, all that for nothing, and and it was a lot of standing around. Whereas now, every now and then, Wisconsin it happened under Bo and it's happening under Guard. When they get that right mix of guys, um, it's they they kind of start cooking at a level that otherwise uh, they can't reach unless their personnel is correct. He basically they can't teach that system to just anybody. Um, but when they've got a rotation that's seven or eight deep of guys who know exactly what they're supposed to be doing, it becomes a uh, extremely tough cover. As Indiana learned, now uh, Penn State just 
instead of worrying about defending them, just tried to outscore them and went and did just that. I don't know if that's that's it's going to be very be interesting move. if it's going to be very interesting if Purdue Wis- these Purdue Wisconsin games become these like 175 point track meets, which is the exact opposite that you think of either of those schools. Just because of like the sheer efficiency of every single possession is producing right. some type of scoring. Yeah. Output. yeah. They're not sprinting up and down. They're just scoring every single time. Yeah. Like they're, they're moving enough. And even though you're defending well for 25 seconds, there's one breakdown and then a dude's, you know, taking an uncontested shot either at the rim or beyond the arc. So, yeah. Well, it would be nice to have at least one cool game in the Big Ten this year. So, could you imagine? (laughs) It would be. No, I literally can't. Like, I'm trying (laughs) to imagine it right now. Only on Peacock. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't know if it's that it's these two teams that we're talking about and that just like, it's like one of those like Lovecraft stories where you, you, the human mind, literally cannot comprehend the shape of the thing but i just can't imagine a wisconsin purdue game that's cool we've got a chance no. that's you know those those games are uh, coming up and uh, if it was if it was ever going to happen it's going to happen this year it would be hilarious though if it is ends up being like 50 to 48 uh in terms of do a rock fight and by funny i Your mean toilet ball <laughs> so got about two weeks until that first Purdue game. What if what if Painter tries to fight guard? What if Painter tries to fight Greg Guard? Painter's a big dude. That'd be man. sick. Painter's a big dude. It's solidly built. I don't if I'm guard, I'm trying what to get out of that fight. Painter? He's gotta be like he's like six five, isn't he? I don't know. I'm looking it up. Can't you just imagine Painter six, like six. chugging half of a beer and then like crushing the can on his forehead? Because I can. Yeah. Damn, six six. Yeah, good for like him. Like I said, dude. I would. No wonder he can crush beers. It's a lot. It's a <laughs> lot of body mass. It's pretty next up on our list. Yeah. Yeah. They played two games this week, so the second one, they beat Iowa 84-70, assuming that uh, that score is right. Um, I shouldn't roast you too hard, Babar. You did. I, I was going to, before we started recording, thank you for putting the scores in. I think and now I got, it's become a riff. But... I think I got the rest of them right, but we'll... Okay. We'll see. Yeah, unfortunately, in the last podcast, I said that if if Purdue won both of those road games, I was probably going to say some nice things about them. Um, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I don't have to, and I'm not going to. Uh, Sir, one more outburst like this, and I will strangle you with my microphone wire. <laughs> they uh, any wedding singer heads out there? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> they. Uh, they they took the references. The, they took the Hoosiers to the woodshed. That is that is for sure. Um, yeah, that was an exercising some demons game. Yeah, and though it was funny, I I, I pointed this out. Um, Indiana across, you know, you think of the 
the holy grail four factors, effective field goal percentage, offensive rebounding percentage, turnover percentage, and free throw rate. Indiana, three out of four of those did just fine. They didn't win all of them, but they they kept it close in every single category, if not bettered Purdue in that category until you get to free throw rate. (laughs) And Purdue was basically shooting a free throw on half of their shots. It was, and that's not to say that it was whistled unfairly. I I did think that Indiana didn't get some calls that they probably deserved, but at the same time, I I think especially in this conference, you get the whistle that you earn. And when Indiana's spending all of their time missing shots and picking up flagrant fouls, it's uh. It's tough to get a fair shake from the officials when they think you're a bunch of assholes and you're playing that way. So, yeah, they, they kind of put themselves in an impossible spot, especially with Edie, um, who's already an impossible person to guard and officiate. But when he's also the hardest playing guy on the floor, like yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get what you deserve. And he 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 really took it took yeah, it to he- him. Clearly woke up that morning and realized the hat man is not here. (laughs) It definitely, in much the same way that those two games against Purdue last year, um, really felt like Indiana was, and I realized they beat him the year before, but really, really felt like that those were, um, something that Indiana was taking very personally, their their recent history against that team. Mm-hmm. That game in Bloomington felt like yeah. Indiana wanted to win that game. Purdue needed to win that game. Mm-hmm. And that was very, it very a, obvious. It had a vibe of Painter saying, hey, we got swept last year and they're yeah. not very good. Let's do something yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's embarrass them. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's beat the brakes off a bad team. And that's exactly what they did. And, um, Indiana just I mean we'll talk about or we'll get to the Indiana minute but do you want Purdue to follow that up and do a we very, have to <laughs> yeah we do no uh Purdue I'm, I'm using I'm using my stopwatch this week perhaps more impressive to me was that Purdue then goes to Carver Hawkeye in a that you know classic letdown spot and then just beat the shit out of Iowa uh that was a uh, – Iowa is um, – I don't know what they're going to do there. I, I saw some Fran discourse today about – Really? You're not going to do any better than Fran. I, that might mm-hmm. be true. I don't understand why teams are so unwilling to try. Like, it's never going to work You might not do them. any better, but you also might. You might, Yeah. And you also might do as good but different in a way that works. I don't think yeah, it's going to be particularly more difficult. Sustainable. <laughs> I, and I don't think it's going to be particularly difficult to to refine the level that Fran brought you to. I really don't. He's not. They haven't been that good. Exactly, and it's like, not like. Iowa is some. I mean, last year, last year, remember last year the episode where we all realized that Iowa has not won the Big Ten in basketball in like I can't remember if it was ever or if it was since like 1980. But they feel like a team that's better than they actually are a lot of the time. I think, and I mm-hmm. think that's maybe where some of that discourse is coming from. 
Iowa last won the Big Ten in 1979. Yeah. They have three tournament titles. But... Yeah, but that's not real. And they haven't been to a... Go out and hire Darian DeVries from Drake. Yeah, there's... (laughs) There's so many good young coaches out there. Like it's crazy to me that you think like that you have to hold on to a guy who has never delivered you a Big Ten title, has never taken you to the Sweet Sixteen. I, yeah, like that's the other thing. It's also a like, raging asshole. Yeah, that's yeah. It's like what what are we sticking up for this guy for? Like, I just I don't get it. I I don't get it. That's kind of the thing. Is that like. I I know there's the like IU Tom Crean meme. Like, Ooh, he won two Big Tens in four years. I, I don't give a shit about winning the Big Ten. If I'm being completely honest, I I care about the NCAA tournament a lot more than that. And if you want to use that as a defensive coach, I'm totally fine with that. I I get where that comes from. Fran hasn't done either one. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. I would say except would like say- be pretty good. Yeah, be a be a tough out. Like that's like it's like congratulations. No one loves going to play at Carver Hawkeye. Like okay. Like, I don't like I, I guess if you're not winning the Big Ten and you're going to the Elite Eight every three years, okay. If you're winning the Big Ten every couple of years and you're making the sweet sixteen fairly regularly, okay. But if you're not doing any of that, like mm-hmm. especially at a place that doesn't have the like institutional barriers that uh, other schools might like you might say they have like i don't know i just i i I feel like there's no good reason to say this is what we want if that's the best you're getting yeah i agree i i if i'm i if if i'm the iowa athletic director and that's the thing too there's so I don't know what is going on in Iowa, just this outright refusal to fire coaches for any reason, as long as they're doing, as long as Iowa's not an embarrassment, you will not get fired from, and an embarrassment, and I mean just like losing in and out. That's the only thing that will embarrass Iowa. Certainly style of play or coach behavior is not going to get you embarrassed by the Iowa AD. But if I, but if, if I were to be named Iowa athletic director, I'm firing them. Like, it's just it, not, it's it, not good enough to keep. It's, we can probably at the, at the bare minimum, we can probably replicate this, but we might I, as well take a chance to do better. I think in general, if you have any sort of ambition whatsoever in a position like this, I think you have to take that swing. I remember when the lions fired, uh, Jim Caldwell a few years ago. Mm-hmm. People, I, I, there was a thing online for a while when Matt Patricia was there and they sucked even worse. People were like, oh yeah, I can't believe they thought that uh, Jim Caldwell was bad. This is so much better. And like, okay, I get it. Yes, you can fire the guy and do worse. Archie Miller yeah. is a great example. But you can also fire the guy and get fucking Dan Campbell and now you're in the NFC Championship game. Right. The- so... The take your swing. The pathological fear of of maybe getting like of, of, of trying of trying <laughs> is just crazy. Like it's it's not good. Again, it's it's not like Iowa is some storied basketball program, but you guys 
you guys are good enough as a program. There's enough talent. There's enough institutional support that you guys should have been playing on the second weekend at some point this millennium. And it hasn't happened. So, yeah. Also, he's an asshole. So, uh, like he's a he's an yeah. unrepentant yeah, he asshole. Like it's he's unlikable on almost every possible level. And then you guys are as geeked up as you're gonna be for you know number two or number one, whatever Purdue was ranked coming into that game. You know you're geeked up. You got the 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 stadium should have been full, but I think the atmosphere kind of reflected the fans knew we're not winning this game. We're not going to come close to winning this game. We don't have the we're we're going to play Ben Cricky against Zach Eady and just like hope for the best. It's it didn't happen, by the way. <laughs> he no, scored. Yeah, Eady went out points. and had a, a, a chill thirty and eighteen. Thirty and eighteen, and one turnover. Like they couldn't do anything. They couldn't even make him, him drop the ball. No, it's. Because they can't defend. They can't. There's no, it's nothing. It's it's terrible. Just destroy it. I realize we're supposed to be talking about Purdue, but like Iowa. Yeah, I was going to, I was about to say that I'm actually so impressed with you right now for figuring out a way to get out of saying anything nice about <laughs> Purdue by ter- steering us into whatever, bitching about Fran McCaffrey for a go, while. Go play Wisconsin. I, we'll check back then. Nothing but respect uh, for that. Not interested it's in any so of It's so funny. You know, what's, you know what's actually even funnier on a certain level? Not a real level, but a certain level that I'm going to choose to speak about right now. What's even lo- funnier than losing to Fairleigh Dickinson is getting your ass kicked by the team that lost to them and not doing any of the things that they tried to do. <laughs> and that goes for all of you people. Not just Iowa. Fucking losers. God, hate this conference. All right. Speaking of speaking of hate, it's fucking Illinois. Jesus Christ. Do we do we need how do you let's just okay, look. They beat Michigan and then some stuff happened. (laughs) And then they beat Rutgers. Congratulations. Can I tell you how little, like, as I was thinking about recording this podcast, this was like one of the things I was just like, I do not. I just can't, man. Like, I'm I'm tired, Robbie. I'm tired. <laughs> I was so proud was, of myself. I just want to watch the game, man. I, I was so like, proud of myself. Get that fucking guy away from me. Just no. I came so close to wading into the discourse with an Illinois fan on Twitter last night. And then I just, just deleted the tweet, blocked the dude, moved on with my life. Like the, and I'm going to, I'm just going to go real. Cause obviously I know a little bit about the legal process, the amount of Illinois fans who are either intentionally or unintentionally representing on their Twitter accounts, the Terrence Shannon Jr. is innocent because he got a temporary restraining order granted against the University of Illinois by a federal judge is astonishing. It's and, especially astonishing when you think about the fact that most Illinois fans probably are fairly well acquainted with the criminal justice system. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly at the federal level. 
Um, yes. The, the whole, I ended up reading the opinion, uh, which is 38 pages long and is, um, is it all as bad as the part that got tweeted around? Oh, about how, uh, he was being harmed because his draft express projection dropped 17 spots as if that was the result of Illinois suspending him and not the fact that he'd been indicted for rape in Kansas. I, I, it's, it's Looney Tunes stuff, man. And, and we need to is, start over from the roots. And, and the thing of it is the judge didn't even like the ruling isn't even that Illinois doesn't have the right to suspend him. The ruling is that Illinois did not have the right to suspend him following the process that Illinois followed. The judge said in the opinion, I forget what it is that the process that is still ongoing through Illinois would not violate his due process. So he's still technically suspendable by Illinois and they're working through that process. So even the discourse is bad now, wait two, three weeks when Illinois suspends him again, because the, uh, the more in-depth, uh, investigation process finishes and then they're like okay we did this you had your opportunity now you're suspended yeah i listened to um parish and norlander today um because surprisingly i think they do a, a pretty good job handling situations yeah um like, like they did a really good job um, I, I will, I will permit, with, I will permit I was, awarding them yeah. that amount of credit yes <laughs> yeah yeah but the the general um you know kind of agreement was them is if you're illinois like why take this risk like like why open yourself to the backlash that could potentially come you know like you said two three weeks down the line i think that as sports fans we all have somewhere within us the knowledge that there is a wide amoral streak through the decisions that are made. Um, Aroldis Chapman has just signed a new contract. These guys just float around. Please don't. Come on, man. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just, it just happened. And I just, I was thinking about that specifically because I'm a Mets fan and there was a report from SNY today that they were going after him. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter who are also Mets fans talking about that. And like, on the one hand, I completely agree with it. Like, fuck that guy. On the other, it's like, I'm not surprised. And also like, if you don't, someone else will. And like, it's so cool. Like I said, I'm tired. I'm tired, man. It's It's, so cool. to shit is. Yeah. It's so cool to sell your soul to lock down the seventh inning some of the time. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, we don't even have to get into the fact that Aroldis Chapman is fucking washed now. Yeah, that's like, the thing. He sucks. Like, what, is, like, but what like, are we doing? But that's the thing is that, like, that amoral streak, I think, runs so deep that you can say he sucks. He's a seventh inning guy now, and still somebody's going to sign him. If it's not yeah. the Mets, it's the Pirates. If it's not the Pirates, it's the Braves. Somebody's going to do it. It's almost definitely going to be the Braves based well, on some of the fucking guys they have on their roster. But like, in in this thing with Illinois is another, I think, just example of that. I, I obviously, 
I can't speak to anything one way or the other. I'm not a fucking lawyer. I don't know shit. I, uh, the closest I come to knowing legal things is texting you, Babar. But <laughs> as, as you guys said, why, why do this? Why risk it? And the answer is because they won at Michigan 88, 73, and they beat Rutgers 86 to 63. Like, yeah. And the shamelessness go burr and that's it. And it doesn't matter. And he will probably get suspended again in a few weeks when something else happens, or maybe he won't. And they'll just win a bunch of games and go to the elite eight or something. And then we'll all just get to sit with it forever. And it sucks for us as three dudes. I cannot imagine how bad it is if you're not a dude. Yeah. You, you try to think about like every, uh, because rest assured, there were hundreds of them at that game. When, when you think about just the sheer statistics of sexual assault and uh, and those kind of crimes and uh, all the Title IX stuff that goes down at college campuses, especially the size of a state university like Illinois, that there had to be uh, at, you know hundreds of women and dozens of which probably went through some sort of sexual assault that either went unreported or uninvestigated or unprosecuted or or other you know otherwise they're 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 rapist for lack you know just call it what it is never never saw any punishment for it and now they're sitting there watching this kid check into a game and every single student is on their feet to a standing ovation yeah like i just i understand like and because i know what the i know if there happens to be an illinois fan who is fully in support of Taryn Shannon listening to his podcast saying he's innocent until proven guilty. That's all fine and good um, regarding his innocence in the eyes of the law. Um, We are free as human beings when someone is charged with a crime uh, to decide what we think is best for a university to do and form an opinion based off of that. And, and, and furthermore, we are free to, not stand and applaud that person. Yeah. Until like proven guilty. And and the other thing too, I, I see I, I see because unfortunately I've spent way too much time in Illinois Twitter because I am interested to see how like I mean, pound for pound, one of the worst fan bases in the Big Ten uh is handling oh, yeah. their uh their current tribulation. And the amount of times that I've heard, read the phrase uh there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, as if the you know, whatever uh, Kansas district attorney is required to disclose the discovery of that criminal proceeding to the public. Like, hey, guys, we don't just arrest people because a girl said something happened. Like, it, it there there was a three-month investigation, and then they charged him. So if you're going to sit there and say they don't have any evidence— you you would better be privy to the discovery process because otherwise you're going to look like a big jackass uh, down the road. Well, now but they, well, you they see, don't care that they look like a jackass. Yeah, like that's, I guess that's that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> what happened to Shane. Like yeah, they'll just they'll just delete Dave eight seven four nine three two eight and start Dave at eight seven four nine three two nine and go harass women elsewhere on the internet 
I also love the idea of like, oh, because because I see this a lot too, that this woman was act, actually just did all this to get money from Terrence Shannon Jr. Couple things. Um, you don't typically get money from the people who commit crimes against you through the criminal justice system. Uh, she didn't sue Terrence Shannon for raping her. She reported him to the police and then they arrested him. You will occasionally see restitution in certain crimes, but like a violent crime that doesn't involve a tangible and ascertainable loss of property does not involve a cash payment from the defendant to the victim once proven guilty. So if I were an Illinois fan, I'd probably shelve that particular theory since it's observably wrong. Another piece of free advice would be to shut up forever. And that's advice from a lawyer. (laughs) It's not legal advice. It's not legal advice, but. Another thing that, um, and I really don't want to turn this whole thing into like trying to sound holier than thou, but just the way the entire situation was kind of covered on Saturday, at least like on Twitter was a lot of, um, you know, like all the big main media accounts, like ESPN field of like all the, the content farms essential were between Terrence Shannon comes back to standing ovation after suspension. Comes, like, comes back from what ESPN yeah, comes so like, back from what exactly that's the thing. Like all the tweets are being sent out returns from after a six game suspension. It's like, Hey, Jeff Goodman, what did he get suspended for again? Yeah. Stop pretending that you're just like, oh, we're just kind of showing you what's going on. We're just on. here to watch the games. Like, Yeah. Uh, this is just what happened. You are a journalist. Like, this is a journalism outlet. You have a responsibility to contextualize the images that you are showing people. It, like, uh, Every decision look- is politics, and the politics of that decision are to wipe it under the rug and say it didn't happen. And, and that's, that's why so many, like why it's so like predominant mm-hmm. in Twitter and fandom, like across all sports is because it is very few and far between that, you know, the loudest voices covering most sports have, are able to take like the tact and the nuance to cover serious issues and discuss mm-hmm. them. And also, um, without having to like worry about their agenda of pissing off some agent or some person that's feeding them information. Also, it's not difficult to show, to show the video of what's going on in the game and then say like, look at this. This is the Illinois student body's reaction to Terrence Shannon's first game action since he was suspended for being indicted for rape in Kansas. Like, Nothing you said there was incorrect. Nothing you said there was politics. It was an observation of the situation unfolding in front of you. And you got like, and when I say you guys, I'm talking about any media outlet that wants to hold themselves out as someone who is covering college basketball. You cannot just show the game and say nothing. Like that is is like dereliction of your duty. You have a job to tell people what is going on because when you don't, you create this entire permissive structure that it's just like, well, we're just going to focus on the game. We're not going to worry about what's happening outside the game because that's 
they think they're not taking a side and by not not taking a side they have taken a side yes and it is the side of the status quo it is the side of whatever um i any other angles we want to hit on this because Fuck Illinois. <laughs> sorry, like... i just i i'm i'm going to try to transition us back to some semblance of the theoretical comedy podcast that this is by saying that at least i guess the worst thing Illinois fans have done in the past calendar year is no longer pose as a boys and girls club to try to get a block of tickets from Iowa basketball. God, they grow up so fast. You can always dig deeper. You fucking assholes. Yeah. Just God, just continuously. Some of the worst people doing it. (sighs) All right. Well, we're 40 minutes in. We've talked about three teams and we're all pissed off. Um, (laughs) Want to talk about Northwestern? My stock answered all of them. I'm going to say we also talked about Iowa. We talked about four, and we talked about Indiana. That's five. Northwestern. Anything? Um, that Nebraska game was really good. Uh, if if Boo Booey could have gotten like one shot to fall, they probably win that game. But man, yeah, he was. He, I mean, he was still playing well despite not shooting the ball well. But uh, I was. You know, I'm I'm a little partial to Boo um when he's not playing my team. And uh it was it was frustrating to a, a guy that was kind of finally getting something from his teammates uh with a Langboard chipping in fifteen, Barnheiser chipped in twenty-four, um got fifteen off the bench. Uh you know, they they were kind of getting the We've just we've talked on this podcast before how like can Boo Booey get somebody to help him out? And he finally got all that help on the road in Nebraska, but he couldn't get he couldn't get the ball in the basket. Um and I had had to be incredibly frustrating. Um, but good win for Nebraska. I thought those were two pretty evenly matched teams playing a pretty fun game of basketball for what you'll get in this conference. Pretty important game too, just in the the grand scheme in the with like tournament implications. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Northwestern's schedule. They've only got four A tier games left on Capcom. They're kind of, they don't have a ton of margin um, on the bubble as it, as it currently stands. Um, things could get a little, little froggy for them here in the next couple of weeks if they don't um, pick up a decent win or two. They've got yeah, Illinois and Ohio State at home this week, which I would say at minimum you need one of those. Would you consider Wednesday's game against Illinois a big game? <laughs> That's going to be a pretty uh, – our our Northwestern friend, uh, Kik Nirgios, uh, said that that – the Northwestern Illinois game in, in Evanston is going to be one of the weirder um, environments he's ever been in, which it's, you, yeah, it's going to be gross. You sometimes read those stories of like uh, international soccer where they have to play matches was, without fans. I was um, going to say, it reminds me of the, like um, the red star Belgrade, like riot that basically led to like the beginning of a war. It's like, yeah, it, 
if I don't know were, if we're going to get quite that froggy, but if there was ever a game to consider it, just given the situation, um, we might need an away section <laughs> and how that how that's because that's really it, it's how the fan distribution usually breaks out for that game. Yeah, it's uh, uh, going to be tight. They I switching gears because we'll, we'll talk more about the game in a minute if we ever get there. But um, the Maryland Northwestern game was Jameer Young versus Boo Booey and eight dudes who need to get the fuck off the court. That's what <laughs> that I said was, on Monday when we were I know it, it, it like, played out exactly out. As, those two going blow for blow down the stretch was all, I mean, frankly, Northwestern played two awesome games this week from a, just a neutral yeah. observer, like watchability. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had I, I ended up watching quite a bit of the second half of both games just from w- where I was at, what I was doing, and I mean th- that was awesome. Uh, it was uh, God. Jameer Young is so sick. It's such a shame he's being wasted on this. We got program. Get, just get him over to Bloomington, like and that'll. Please. Like, yeah, when's, the, when's the trade deadline? When is the <laughs> yeah. trade deadline? No one like Maryland's going nowhere. I, Indiana's going nowhere too, but if you give him Jameer Young, I might have yeah, here's the thing. There. Here's the thing: if you took a player from Indiana, don't care who it is, put him on on the Maryland roster. Are they going anywhere? No. No. If you take Jameer Young and put him on the Indiana roster, are they going somewhere? Probably a close first round loss in the NCAA tournament. So it would be let's hilarious. See that. It would be hilarious for Indiana to send Maryland another toolsy big that hasn't quite put it all together. Can I interest you in Peyton Sparks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time that dude puts a ball on the deck, I'm like, you really should check out Maryland, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think Are you, you would... familiar with the works of a one Mr. Kevin Willard? You know who he who Sparks reminds me of? Is uh Jordan Fuchs, the tight end that played oh, basketball for India on one of those cream teams. Really good pull. Just big body, no skill whatsoever, just out there to kind of oaf around and try to beat dudes up. I uh um we can kinda we can kind of check off Maryland here too because Yeah, I, I I'm begging. I you. did hop on. I did. I did indulge myself a little Maryland message board perusing. <laughs> after did that one lost. dude uh, tell his? Did that one dude tell the fan base that they need psychiatric assistance again? Because no, even he's better, right. I, and also that applies to all of us. I'm pretty sure. I got to watch them speed run the Jordan Geronimo experience in real time. <laughs> um, because following the Northwestern game where he put up uh, 12 points on, uh, he was five of six from the field seven rebounds and three blocks. He's like, you can see he's really starting to put it together. I expect a big stretch run from him. He followed that up with zero points against Michigan state on five shots. And, uh, and then everyone was pissed again. And I was like, welcome to the Geronimo experience. I I love that kid. I wish, I wish it would work out for him. I know. Um, Maybe he should, uh, I don't know, pull a reverse Kudus Wahab and like go to Georgetown or something. Um, <laughs> when he's playing, listen, but like when, when he it's is just so funny to like see the one good game and be like, oh, hell yeah, there's going to be more of this. And mm-hmm. it's like the Nathan Fielder, I hope you're hungry for nothing. Yeah. When, when he's on, I mean, he's one of the best players 
in the conference. The problem is He's that so happens. Sick. That happens once every six games. So and it's for like three minutes. Yeah, it's usually yeah. That's exactly it. It's it's never usually like an entire game. It's a Northwestern game. Case in point, it was really just in the second half as the as the second banana to Jameer Young. But it's yeah. Yeah, I saw. I think earlier today, I was flipping around on Twitter and saw some IU fans say that we like, oh, Indiana sure misses Jordan Geronimo. I was like, did you suffer a recent brain injury? Because I can't think of a guy. And this is nothing nothing against Jordan Geronimo. I can't think of a guy who would help us less right now than like. we we're full up. We do not need any more toolsy front court players. Like, please, a guard, a single guard, any of them. Well, I don't know if I'd go quite that far. If you can dribble, I'm interested. I um I think I must have eternal sunshine of the spotless mind in myself because I'm blanking on the name of the dude that I hate that we keep saying uh uh X is drifting towards Josh the other pick card. Yes. Josh Nuker. I can think of one guy who would help us less. It's Josh Nuker. <laughs> Thank you. I'd take him. That's I'll that's listen. my two weeks off. <laughs> I here's uh, let's let's do the Indiana myth. Who is the worst Indiana guard over the last say 15, 20 years that you would take on this team? All so right, like that you think would actually make them better. Let's go. Let's since, go. Like, since Crean got good, so since that first good Crean team, the worst guard. How about that? You don't want Jeremiah Rivers? No, because I, I just say like there's all. If we include those first three Crean teams, and our answers there somewhere, like okay. let's when Indiana was permitted to like recruit competitively, who's the worst guy that suited up for us from from a guard perspective? Well, the worst who would actually help this roster. Yeah. Oh, who would help us? Yeah, Josh yeah, Newkirk would, would help us. I don't think he would because we already have him. It's X. They're the same so like, guy. What What if this team had Verdell Jones? Oh, they'd be significantly better. Yeah. I think. He wouldn't... Significantly better? I think they like, would Verdell suck Jones a lot good, less. But... I think that they would suck a lot less with Verdell Jones, Jones would on allow this team, you to have yeah. a ball would allow you to have a ball dominant guard who's not going to take shots from anybody else. And I think what that's... about Stanford Robinson? No, mm, he, uh, no. that's that's CJ I think Dunn. That's the line. We've already got him. Yeah, <laughs> basically. True. Yeah, Anyways. I I I legitimately when you said when you said that. My first thought was Verdell, and then my second was no. It's got to be somebody worse than that. I think the the correct answer is Devonte Green. Devonte Green was good, yeah. though. Mm. Uh, yeah, come on. Mm. He was he was Archie Miller good. Uh, His last season, he was like a legitimate. Like I, I would take senior year Devonte Green in a heartbeat. I mean, I'd take him too, but I mean. He could at least create his own shot. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, like, yeah. Would a a streaky gunner be the worst thing that this team could have? No. no. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think it's, I think, jo- I think listen, it's him. Josh part Newkirk's- of the reason I think it's him is because I think he's worse than Verdell Jones. <laughs> Josh Newkirk's year 
that he was here with Tom Crean, he was just fine. All right. He was not good. Yeah, I he guess. was not bad. He was just fine. Then Archie got here and he couldn't shoot the ball anymore. And and then he became well, it was less that and more that he just tried to do that fucking running layup off the top of the glass every time he touched the ball. <laughs> That's like real, he was hoop, a dude. Six year old, <laughs> like he was a six year old playing two K who only knew how to do one thing. Again, I, I I guess I have brain injuries on the brain right now, but it's like he had one and forgot how to do everything else in basketball. God, yeah. Anyway. All right, well, that was the Indiana Minute brought to you by Josh Newkirk. Fuck you. <laughs> Nebraska. Uh, we already cover all that. They lost to Rucker. What the fuck, guys? God yeah, damn it. Can we get one cool team in this league who doesn't they, shit the bed every time they play a team? I, I don't think losing in the grindhouse is shitting the bed. It's a hard place to win. It is to me because I wanted them to win. They're it's allowed the to play. They're allowed to play with knives out at that at that at that arena. That's it's, it's that's just true. the same shit as last week. Most of the teams they go on the road and they lose a close game. They win at home and we hey, do listen, the same we had shit some every road, single we had week. Some, listen, we had some road winners at the top. Let's get that rock. <laughs> Let's get this rock. Illinois won on the road. Michigan State won on the road. Purdue won on the road. Illinois won on the road. Did I say Illinois? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Four of the top five teams in the conference won road games. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, listen, last week no one was fucking doing it. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Anyway. Okay. Michigan State. Hey, they won two games. That's yeah, nice. kind of hot right Good now. Good for them. Just kind of quietly chugging along. Are they <laughs> approaching the nice with it zone again? I'm I'm scooping up Trey Holloman stock. He's yeah. There should be minutes available for him. Yeah, because God knows AJ Hogard is not interested in consistently performing for the Spartans. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. He is interested in consistently performing just badly. Usually not well, yeah. I'm looking at the uh the Ken Palm box score for their game against Maryland on Sunday. Uh was that seven of the eight Michigan State players had offensive ratings uh below one hundred. Holloman was the only one above one hundred with one fifty eight. Can I read you um AJ Hogard's last four offensive ratings in his last Please. four games. Uh, starting with the Illinois game, going through the Maryland game, he went 97, 98, 99, and 99. This man is this man is mid. He's and he's still <laughs> he's still playing 30 De- definitively mid. 30 plus minutes a night. It's unbelievable. Um so yeah, if I were, uh, I mean, Trey Holloman's obviously seen a huge uptick in his minutes, and I don't think that's an accident. Um, he's, uh, I mean, he's going to solve a lot of their problems if they can just get a consistent second score in that backcourt, which is all they've needed all year, is just someone to take the heat off of Tyson Walker. Um, Malik Hall also kind of cooking as of late, kind of, kind of coming on. After the uh, God, he'd be he'd be so perfect for Maryland too. 
After the uninspiring performance against Northwestern, he strung together four pretty good games. Uh, so, you know, they're they're coming along. They're coming. It's very right funny along. looking at like the analytics, like projections for Michigan State because they they rate very well in like all of them. <laughs> right. You look at the records, like uh, this team's kind of got the resume of a bubble team. Yeah, it's they're gonna be they're gonna be an interesting one because they've also got the. Uh, like sort of the the earned belief, yeah. the, the earned benefit of the doubt with the committee because of Izzo. Yeah. Um, if if they can kind of keep holding firm on this, uh, you know, where they're only a couple games over five hundred in the conference, uh, but their metrics keep them in like the top twenty, that's going to be a very interesting yeah. seating. Yeah. Uh, if they Which end is, up on the like for real bubble, Izzo should announce his retirement and see if that'll get him in. <laughs> and then he could renege on it if he wanted just to. An act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see if he can get anybody to give him a rocking chair in the last couple weeks of the season. Who we got next? That would be Ohio, uh, Ohio State. State. The Holt Man. Yes. The sentient meatball led them uh, to <laughs> to a, a double digit victory over Penn State. Somebody, which... somebody reverse pickpocketed him and put an ebony scimitar in his uh, inventory, and they were able to beat Penn State. I'm sure somebody's laughing at that. I have no doubt. Yeah, me. <laughs> I will say, uh, early early candidate for graphic of the season during the Penn State. Um, Ohio State game because it started uh let me make sure I can find this okay so Ohio State I turn the game on there's 15 minutes left in the first half and Ohio State is up 14 to nothing and so you can read on the score bug it's 14 to nothing five minutes into the game Fox decided to add an addendum to the score bug to show you that Ohio State is on a 14 nothing scoring run over the last five minutes. That's Thanks. so tight. I would have never figured that out. That's, Are you, that's I, I'm frankly, I'm just surprised it didn't have a little thing on there with Caitlin Clark scoring line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to yeah. The only interesting rest, Ohio rest state peace, story. This week, the only interesting Ohio state story this week was uh Caitlin Clark, uh, shoving an one of their fans foul against a fan. <laughs> Assault, that, brother. That reverse angle, um, a little women's basketball minute here on the. Uh, that reverse angle has uh, definitively turned the tide of public opinion. I've I've noticed. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how to, much of that is just the people I follow, but I did see a lot of oh. <laughs> no, if you jump into the quote, I mean, you can jump into the quote tweets, and, and there's certainly some people still defending, but the vast majority of people are like. Um, this like it's it's it is more arguable that she initiated contact than she was actually hurt. Like it's, it's actually like seeing the like video of her being carried off after that is Oh my god. Oh, yeah. What a year for the fever to have the number one overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uh definitely does not give herself the benefit of the doubt from the masses, I will say that. No. If you're we think, 
is Even Ohio State going to familiar the, with her her deal? Is the Ohio State men going to the tournament? Do we think? No. no. Somebody's got to. They got to fill out that bracket somehow. They're not going to do it with Big Ten teams. That's a fair point. They are below Indiana right now, so they've got a pretty brutal uh, brutal schedule the rest of the way. They've got three really bad losses too. Yeah. <gasps> they still have they have two road games this week against Nebraska and Northwestern. Probably chalk those up as L's. I was gonna say they're losing both those games. Illinois at home, which could win, but Yeah, it'll depend on <laughs> Could projected, win, but won't. Projected to lose uh when when is that game? What date is that game? Next Tuesday. Oh, so that's not enough time. Yeah. They still have to go <laughs> at Wisconsin. <laughs> they still have to go to Wisconsin, to Michigan State, to the Grindhouse, and also host Purdue. Yeah. Sorry. So they're man. probably so they're gonna be probably lower on the list in a few weeks. That's assu- yeah. That's assuming they win like Who's the Buckeyes their- first call? Ooh. Jeff Brom. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Arguably one of the well, better jobs, one the, of the one of the best jobs in the country. To find out the answer, let's welcome a guest. It's good friend of the show, Jeff Goodman. Jeff, got <laughs> anything for us? They're gonna fire Holtman and rehire Chris Holtman. Maybe an even funnier question is, where does Holtman go? Back to Butler, right? When Thad Mata steps down and becomes the AD? I think he does a year of TV, collects a fat buyout, then, yeah, resurfaces to, like, a Big East or, yeah. like, ACC gets, school. Gets back to his level. Here, Here's one. Would you call Dusty May for Ohio yeah. State? Yeah. Probably. With knowing full in mind that the second Indiana comes calling that. Yeah, but I think you're Ohio State, so as long, you just need to you don't need to worry about the long term. You'll just go get the program. next. You'll just go get the next guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the Iowa thing. Go get the guy, and if he leaves, yeah. whatever, go get another one. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard. This is not really the Iowa thing. That's more the Signetti thing, I guess. I saw people saying, "Oh, what if he gets hired away?" Yeah, who fucking cares? If you, also, if you have a coach who's doing well enough to get hired away, that means you had fun, and that's what sports is supposed to be. I think Ohio State's also one of those programs where they're, despite, because I've heard it too, I think everyone has who's got any uh, finger on the pulse of the Indiana basketball program, that like Dusty May saying yes as soon as Indiana asks, it's just a matter of when. Um, Ohio State's a big enough program. I mean, that's prime time. They're not going to believe that, and if it, even if it ends up being true, they're not going to care. Like, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna throw you a fat contract swing. at him. If he if he succeeds, they'll fight like hell to keep him. And if there's not a dollar amount that can keep him, then they'll move on to the next guy. So, frankly, if you make that call, your concern is not Indiana comes for him; it's he doesn't succeed. Yeah, it's he exactly. can't make the leap. Yeah, like who get, like I. I I'm with you. I think that's a foolish way to approach the yeah. coaching search concept is what if he gets hired away? Like, okay. You're <laughs> Ohio state. You'll find. Yeah. The, right. They'll be, just hire the next dusty may. <laughs> I, I've got an, I've got another one. So they just hired 
Ross Bjork from Texas A&M to be their next AD. What about Buzz Williams? Oh, that'd be hilarious. (laughs) Talk about a a brand fit, though. Ooh, good point. Big Ten? Yeah. I'm not a Buzz Buzz Williams guy. I think that's going to be a tough sell to the the folks who make Ohio State run, but... I mean, he... um, do the folks who make Ohio State run give a shit who the basketball coach is? Because yeah, I think good. they're all currently uh, building effigies of Ryan Day. That's a good point. Like, that's kind of the other thing. Ohio State's such a weird school because I feel like it's they've got so much institutional heft. But also, like, despite the fact that I feel like there's a lot of history to that program... I kind of feel like, and I'm not in the know, so I don't know. I could be totally fucking wrong, but the vibe I feel is like they care about basketball, but it's not the same. I mean, sure. It's not going to be the same, but it's like. I think when Ohio State has like their, their head screwed on straight, which I mean, arguably they haven't under this AD that they've got, uh, they want to be good at everything. They, you know, they. Yeah. There's a lot of pride in that. And, and of course, it all flows downward from football. But when you're as good at football as they are, you have the luxury to be good at everything mm-hmm. else. And that's what a lot of programs <clears throat> in Indiana uh, haven't figured out until very recently that uh, you're only as good as your football program. Um, that's your cash cow. Especially it, in the current paradigm of college sports where – yep. Uh, Your future is, is quite really the only thing. The Pac-12 collapsed because football TV money. Yeah, if you are not taking football seriously, you're not taking anything seriously. Um, now, I do think that certain other Big Ten schools have gotten the message in the last couple of years. Hopefully, not too late. But Ohio State's known this for a long time, and mm-hmm. uh, I have a lot of I, you know, obviously hate them. And if a meteor hit the campus tomorrow, um, frankly, I'd probably be in the fallout zone. So yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> so it's probably a pretty serious situation, but I'm not going to like, you know, I won't, I will delight in their downfall, but I as, do have a lot as of res- the wall of fire moves towards the Indianapolis <laughs> metropolitan area. Your final thoughts will be, well, at least Ohio state got, got <laughs> lost your last ones to Michigan. <laughs> and- <laughs> uh but i do but as far as like their approach as an athletics uh department again it's it's kind of come apart at the seams in the last couple years uh but prior to that i thought like a program that understood what it took to be great uh what is needed to be great not just in football but in all other sports because they figured out early on that being great at football is the foundation, not a luxury. It is you build from the football program. You don't build from your basketball program. So, you don't get to be a basketball school. Yeah, you you don't. If you want to be a basketball school, you better have a football program. Yeah. Um, you can. Yeah. So I, I always think it's interesting when Ohio State's making a hire because, you know, there is no restrictions. Um football or basketball wise on what, on who they can and cannot get. 
I'm going to close out the uh, Columbus section of this podcast by just saying a name for no reason, completely unrelated to anything. Definitely doesn't have anything to do with him having previously coached in the state. I'm just going to say the name Archie Miller real quick, and then we can move on and talk <laughs> about Minnesota. Hey, he's got um, a cooking at Rhode Island. Love- he almost won the other day. I, I yeah, think about- and he played some great closeout defense. <laughs> he's clearly, he's he's working that perimeter, baby. That that pack line. How often <laughs> do you think about the alternate universe where in 2018, where Ohio State hires Archie and IU hires Holtman? Do you think either of them are still at those schools if those hires happen? Archie's, I think, I mean, no, Archie's not still there. No, no. way. No. Holtman, Holt, though, might be. Holtman's he, probably you know, still here. Made, yeah. I kind of feel like it's probably the same things happen, but in reverse. Basically, we're where Ohio State is now, and they're where yeah. we are. Probably. Yeah. And <laughs> still nobody's happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, it's not good for anyone. Right. Um, I motion that we don't talk about any of the other teams in the Big Ten that are left on the yeah, list because I who don't cares? care. Yeah, it's Michigan. Even no, no, no. that's fine. <laughs> I don't care. I'm ready to talk about what games will be on this week. Um, we we gave up the luxury of talking about Michigan when we spent half an hour uh, complaining about the American legal system. Um, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I was worthy, I think, of our time. Uh, so, games on. Um, <laughs> some of these are not games I put there. Um, so, uh, whoever did can explain them. Um, Wisconsin at Minnesota, Tuesday, 7 p.m. BTN. I, I can see that. I, I, I'm i still, like, Minnesota is just tough for me, I think, to get my head around. Like, yep. I agree with what you guys said week before last, that they're, like, kind of froggy, interesting. They've certainly made steps forward. I just still don't know if I'm interested in watching them. Well, it's a, ri- so, so it's a rivalry game. It's at the barn. Right, and it's at the barn. Wisconsin has kind of eliminated their margin for error right now because they lost to Penn State. So it's just, again, it's it's slim pickets yeah. in this conference as far as, like, games that we, you know, that we think are going to be oh. good. But I, Oh, I, I know. I only had two games in there. <laughs> right. And so I, I, I'm interested to see if Wisconsin uh, can get up there because if Wisconsin is going to be that team that can score on anybody by – also pretty leaky on defense, they're going to find themselves in dogfights on the road constantly. And the last thing you want to do when you're trying to keep pace in a title race is get, is being a close game in the barn. Like Indiana kind of went through this last year. Uh, They, uh, the game that Woody missed because he had COVID. Uh, And I listen, the barn just, it works in mysterious ways. Um, I, it's got my attention. Um, especially when you're talking about a team whose offense is built on efficiency mm-hmm. threes and shots at the rim, like one of those two things, whatever shots at the rim, you can get those anywhere. I don't know if I want to be a team that's relying on three point shooting going away to the barn. So yeah, that game could be on. And I, I should mention, I've been complaining about this all year. 
Um, I finally sprung for a television package. Um, I've got Sling now, so Ooh. I actually have Big Ten Network, so I can actually watch some basketball. Dabble in a, in a little yeah, auto zone? Without, without having to plug my computer into a television. Um, so that game may be on tomorrow evening. Um, this game's definitely going to be on, mostly just because I want to see if there's a riot. Um, Illinois at Northwestern, 9 p.m. Wednesday on Big Ten Network. I don't think it's going to be a pleasant watch. Mm-mm. But no. you're do- more watching it in like the way, like remember how they televised like the invasion of uh, Iraq on yeah, TV? It's, it's just like, yeah. well, I guess well, like I should the, watch in, it. The insurrection, like <laughs> yeah. January yeah. 6th. Where well, I plan 9 p.m. Wednesday, I will be partaking in a little shock and awe. <laughs> Yeah, I I will be tuning in. I imagine that I will be thoroughly disgusted by yeah. uh what I observed there. Um I to quote got the a, Killian Mbappe meme, I will be there no matter what. We've got a mutual friend going to the game. I'm I'm probably gonna be in his ear pretty yeah, frequently was, about what's going on. Our, I mean, the, game's on pod, the game's on pod the games on pod correspondent. Uh, he's on the ground in Evanston. <laughs> He's got Looking, like the hel- He's got the helmet on with the press the sticker helmet. on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to him marking himself safe on Facebook afterwards. <laughs> Doing like the live cut in and like like the the weather people that like have to go to the, <laughs> Jim Cantori the, standing yeah, in like, waste deep water. The, the hurricanes and stuff, and he's just he's got like drunk Illinois and like the Northwestern fans just fighting in the background behind him. The like seven second delay between when we post when we pose a question and he's just like staring at the camera. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's pretty crazy down here. <laughs> anyway, as a guy who stayed up late to watch Malice in the Palace, I will definitely be uh, staying up until after my bedtime for that one. Um, Did I ever tell you Friday that I missed even... that I missed Malice at the Palace because I was playing Spin the Bottle in a Barn? I mean, of did you win? Uh, kind of I, I, like I went five hundred. You know, we made the playoffs. Like we uh, had some we had some ups and downs. <laughs> There's the so so you're the Chris Holtman of spin the bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like listen, <laughs> frisky um, ten seed. Not going to scare anyone in the in the first round, but did what you we, needed to do to get in. Listen, we we had a goal in mind heading into that barn. We achieved it. Um. It you wanted to make the, a bowl game and you made it. You, it came at the art. came at the expense of some other uh, some other things, but you know we're uh, we're moving on. And uh, Bavar with the uh, Bavar with the Jeff Goodman Access Merchant Spin of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> Time to talk about a spin the bottle game from twenty years ago. Um, yeah, I mostly remember that because I was watching it. That was sort of like the first year I was sort of a Pacers fan. And I just remember uh, yelling to my parents in their bedroom, uh, you should turn on ESPN right now. <laughs> Wake up, turn on ESPN. It's very um, important. So I guess it's all my fault. Sorry. Um, 8 p.m. Wednesday on Fox Sports 1. Or FS1. I don't know if it's still Fox Sports 1. Anyway, it's Michigan State at Wisconsin. Um, I think that could be... We'll see, I guess, if Michigan State is just on a hot streak or if they can hang. Um, 
if our listeners will recall, Wisconsin walked in the Breslin Center and uh, yanked Tom Izzo's pants down. Whoops, so, yes. yeah. yeah. So, got to imagine the Spartans, I mean, got that on their mind. They're playing better ball now. Um, should frankly they, be an awesome game. Like, I'm like, yeah, legit. They've, like, they've won in the Cole Center um, the last couple of years, I think. Yeah. Like, I'm they're, not, they're like, one of the few, the few teams that can walk in there and, you know, compete pretty pretty regularly. I am not like ironically watching it just because I'm on a big 10 podcast. Like I am like, Ooh, Friday night, let's go. Like that's yeah. going to be, no, I think that'll, I, I think that'll be a pretty, I think we've got two that are like, actually I'm kind of fired up about it's these middle two here. Like I'm, I'm excited for them. Um, And this, this last one is when I first looked at this, I was like, I'm, I'm going to make a point of order on this one. I had Purdue at Rucker in the Bardo zone. I don't think Rucker has any shot here. I think they're going to get shit stomped. So I moved I it into games good. on. I know they're at the grindhouse. I know, I know that that's a thing. And I know Purdue's lost there in the past. I just, I have no faith in this version of Rucker to be able to do that. That's at 1 PM on Fox on Sunday. So Actually, I think I had that in the Access Merchant because it's on Fox. You did, but this game the... has been in this game has been in all three sections since about <laughs> seven o'clock tonight. The one, the one axiom on ranking these games that I that I am uh, glued to is that we have one Jeff Goodman Access Merchant game of the week. There, there can only be one. We're not going to turn into Fox. There's one game of the week. Now, the reason that I move this into games on is because I expect Rutger to boldly ask the question, what if we just stabbed Zach Eady? <laughs> that, listen, it, it's, what it's a, if it's, I had a scimitar on the court? <laughs> it is a flagrant two. That's the worst <laughs> thing they can call. It's... <laughs> <gasps> and and hey probably won't get suspended that long yeah um yeah so i just listen i think it's a fair argument Rutgers Rutgers played him tough uh for a few years straight now and i just it's a tough road environment um rucker is not good but they don't have the i just can't I can't imagine Purdue's going in there thinking about how Rucker has beaten them the last couple of years the way they think about the way Indiana did it. You know what I mean? Like it's just I I, I see your point. I, I take I it from a guy it. take it from a guy whose team has been beaten by Rucker like every year for the last like six years. You don't really think about it. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's like who cares? You do like, kind of forget about it until it comes back up. Um I mostly just wanted to make sure I, when several weeks ago when we did the Purdue Northwestern game at the theater of dreams, I just remember I had it on there and I was like, I think, I think something could happen here. And I feel the exact opposite way about this game. I don't think anything's going to happen here. And Hey, if I'm wrong, then cool. An interesting thing happened in the big 10. I can't lose here. And not a bad appetizer. So not a bad appetizer for the AFC championship game. So yeah, fair. 
that just reminded me that the AFC championship game is like the most distasteful matchup possible for me right now. It's just two teams. I do not like very much. Yeah. Should be a good game. That's like the one vestige of my like, uh, early teenage Steelers fandom is I just really fucking hate the Ravens. I just, um, Bardo zone, Maryland at Iowa. Why? That's pretty rancid. Yeah. 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually um, almost the next one is even worse simply because it's at 6.30 on Saturday on Big Ten, and that's Minnesota at Penn State. Oh, yeah, Um, dude. Price. Just, like, I I feel like the 6.30, it should be, like, the start time should be, like, 622 or something like that. <laughs> Imagine tucking in on a Saturday night to watch Minnesota play Penn State in basketball. Like I think if night. you're not a I think if you're not a graduate of one of those two schools, you are a sick sick person if you watch that game and We're going to get you I probably to help won't you be watching it, but I know one of the three of us will be watching that and probably will text us the word Minnesota at some point. Yep. So, uh, my fiance and I are <laughs> going out, uh, Saturday for dinner, um, to celebrate our anniversary. What if I told her to cancel so I could stay <laughs> home and watch this game? <laughs> just all I ask brothers, just hit record on the old iPhone before you, before you drop even, that one. Even better, even better. Rather than doing that, what if I watched it on my phone? At yes, the, the entire time, propped no. up against the water, and just every yeah. every now and then she says, to me, "Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you." Yeah, what was that? Ace Baldwin just missed another long too. Yeah. <laughs> oh Christ! You know you could uh, you could take uh, you could take the iPad with you and watch. And watch Iowa, Michigan at the same time. So, could be the move. I think. I, I think. If think of all did... the money you'll save on the wedding you're not going to have anymore. That's, that's so true, brother. Yeah, but I feel like if you if you go to the iPad and the phone, I feel like you just jump straight from anger to like I'm going to have you committed for this, and rightly so. Hmm. It's important to have a partner that supports your passions. Yeah. So true. Um, then Maryland at Nebraska, that's noon Saturday, Big Ten Network. I, you know, Nebraska is fun. I mean, I don't know. I This one I could be say, sneaky nice with it. I have kind of, let me preface this by saying they're an absolutely dog shit watch. I kind of like tuning in to see if Jameer Young's going to kind of put the yeah. team on his back and just start cooking. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking is like this one might be sneaky on but it's also Nebraska at Maryland. Yeah. Could at Maryland, way. It, could, it could get a little weird. Right. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like if this was at Nebraska it's probably Huskers by double digits but that's kind of a sneaky important would be a sneaky important one for Nebraska to get. Yeah. 
He's like, I, I think Maryland has done just enough that it probably still shows up on the resume as a quad one win, Maybe, like at worst quad two and probably one of the more gettable yeah, if games ne- they have left. If you're Nebraska, you really want to collect as many wins that look good as you can. Yeah. But, um, like, we're not going to kill you if you lose it, but right. cert would be a give you a little cushion. It's probably not a bad loss, but no, it's not a good loss. Um, and then our Jeff Goodman access hold on, merchant hold on, game. Hold on. Oh, sorry. You got something before we leave the Bardo zone. Okay. I do have an update from the Bordeaux zone. So, um, okay. Uh, oh yeah. Thomas, you didn't, you didn't listen, listen to, to last last something from episode. last week. All right. Yes. So I, I missed a lore. I can't believe I fucking missed some podcast lore. I love yeah. lore. Sorry. So I presented uh, the concept of Stephen Bardo becoming a uh, sommelier named Stephen Bordeaux. Um, God damn it. Where he would then review. Um, he would then uh, <laughs> review wines on a YouTube TV show. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Th- okay. Tom- Thomas, this is the reaction I'm looking for because Chris was like, I'm going to need a minute, dude. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> This is scratching an itch I didn't know I had. Uh, anyway, so now I've decided I'm going to turn it into a recurring bit, not where I do a bad Stephen Bardo impression, but where I just... Uh, uh, so I have this habit where I drink wine and then I log it in my Vivino app. Um, mm-hmm. But I do it when I'm the drunkest I'm going to be that night. Mm-hmm. And I just leave like quick notes that are then completely useless to me the next day. Um and uh, I drank a Prosecco uh, over the weekend. Uh, it was a rosé Prosecco. And I just wrote, am absolutely twisted off this mischievous grape. <laughs> so um, that's the Prosecco Rosé Millesimato uh, 2020. It is from Italy. You can get it for $10. That's good. the most important uh, statistic so. for any wine. Um, and I am glad you're doing uh, food review riffs. This reminds me of the period of time where I got really into the untapped app. Untapped, yeah. But mm-hmm. um, all I would do was I would go to a bar and order like a Miller High Life and then rate yeah. it again. Um, I actually think Friend of the Pod Cheese came up with that bit. And I yeah, thought that, it was that, hilarious. A, so I started doing it too. Bit. Um, but yeah, uh, we love, uh, fucking with the rankings on, uh, review apps. Um, a bad review for this game coming up, this is a professional segue there. Um, our Jeff Goodman access merchant game of the week is Indiana at Illinois, um, 3 PM Saturday on Fox for some reason. And that's part of the reason I put this here is like, you're, you're going to put this on terrestrial television. like. I'm going to be able to watch this on the digital antenna I just hooked up the other day. Yeah. It's going to be inflicted on untold hundreds of eyes nationwide. I reserve the right to change my mind about this, but as we sit here, 10 o'clock Monday night, I don't think I'm watching this game. I am. I'm putting on Eric Gordon highlights for two hours. I am. 
The uh, best thing about not being allowed to use screens for the past week in our house was that I didn't have to watch that Purdue game. And so I mm-hmm. may be joining you on this one. <laughs> I am. I'm getting rapidly disinterested in the uh, uh, trials and tribulations of the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, I am even less interested uh, in watching Illinois fans get excited about Terrence Shannon. And I just realized that turning that game on, that unless I think there's a, it's one of those things where I'm going to have to, if it's close late, I will tune in because Indiana winning that game would be a huge, uh, what a boost to the mental health, right? Like God, yeah, that seasonal depression creeping in. Yeah, Yeah, that serotonin rush will be tsunami level. That'll buy me a fucking week. (laughs) But if they lose, I will very likely, especially if I if they lose due to the heroics and or comprehensive good performance by that guy. I will probably be more mad than I've been in a long time. And there's just no reason for me to do that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm an adult man. I'm yep. not going to spend my Saturday afternoon getting mad. Could we flip this to like 6 PM on Sunday? So I can just be watching football instead. I might just like watch a Star Trek movie or something. Ooh. Go maybe watch a little, this, maybe a little Star Trek. TJD highlights from last season. I might spend time with my kids. Well, I don't have any kids, so I'm going to watch Star Trek First Contact. All right. Sounds good. Chris Kramer Awards. We don't have any um, right now, (laughs) as far as I know. So um, if you're listening to this and you haven't rated our podcast yet, um, first of all, where the hell have you been? Um, But if you give us a five-star rating, we will let you pick a Big Ten player for us to roast. Um, for on the court reasons, preferably, we don't typically like to spend most of our episode talking about off the court stuff, but you know, when the situation presents, it happens. Um, and, uh, if you want us to call you something other than your email address or your, uh, X, the everything app handle, um, just let us know. But yeah. Guys to roast for on the court stuff. On the court stuff. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, anything to add as we get out of here? No. Nope. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're interested, check us out on the aforementioned Everything app presented by Elon Musk. I remain at Tommy underscore crimes. Babar is at Babar ESQ. And Chris is Chris Shooty 3 the podcast account is at games on pod. If you have questions, comments, anything else, email us at games on pod at gmail.com. Um, our intro and outro music is sports FM by Shane Ivers, courtesy of SilvermanSound.com. Thank you so much for listening to this, uh, episode of the games on dude podcast. We will talk to you next time. Peace out. Peace out.